I'm Matt Brownell. And I'm Van Owens. And I'm Tim Adams. Welcome to Climbing the Mountain, where we dive into the scriptures and discuss themes, connections, and real-life application. We're kicking off a series here where we're going to examine the Sermon on the Mount and discuss implications for this teaching for Christians today. Welcome back. This is our fourth episode now on anxiety. And just another disclaimer, we uh, this is for the 95, 90, whatever percent of the time, you know, the anxiety that you get from worrying about things that, that uh, in the world that just come along. And uh, it's not for someone who is dealing with crippling anxiety. If you are, please, uh, we want you to go get help. Talk to someone, go see a therapist, uh, get medication, and, uh, and then come back to these words, because th- these words are life. This is Jesus talking to us, and uh, his words uh, will help us to train our eyes on God, who is our good master, who knows everything about us and loves us and will provide for us. He is concerned about, we looked at the birds and the flowers of the field, and if he's so concerned with the details of, of these small birds and, and adorning the flowers, uh, we know that he will take care of us, and so we can trust him. He is good. Let's come back to the scripture and, and start from there. Tim? Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So don't worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Thank you. So the approach we've been taking here is to look at the different arguments that Jesus is making and to use our brains to think through the arguments to help us battle anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so instead of running after the things that make us anxious, uh, doing this thought exercise. And now we're getting to, in verse 30, uh, some of the, the, the heart of what we were, we were discuss- we've been discussing for a while now, uh, what causes anxiety, little faith. And Jesus is using, uh, I think it's, he may have just, I, I don't see it in other uh, areas outside mm-hmm. of the Bible. Uh, he's, uh, we translate it, you of little faith, but it's really... Uh, Little and faith, the conjunction, he, he's, uh, it's like he's calling them little faiths. Literally, he says, will he not much more clothe you, little faiths? 
<laughs> which <laughs> there's something, I don't know, maybe not entirely endearing about it, but it does feel compassionate. Like he's addressing us as, as someone he wants to help. So the argument Jesus makes in verse 30 points back to God's character again. How does this statement about how God clothes grass and Jesus's comment about faith help us not be anxious? Yeah, this was interesting because I, when you brought up the fact that it's, you know, not, it doesn't appear many times. I looked like, well, where else does it appear, right? And one of uh, the places is Jesus is like asleep in the boat and he's talking, and their disciples are terrified because they think they're going to drown. Other ones to, to Peter when he's been walking on water <laughs> and then he falls into the water, he's scared. And Jesus call, says, you have little faith, like in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always wondered about that because I'm like, Peter's doing a pretty good job. To um, anxiety-ridden <laughs> situations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think, well, wh- how, is, how is Peter's faith little there? Um, it's, it's not that it's l- more little than the, the other people um, that are in the boat, terrified. Um, but it's, it's little in the sense that compared to you know, where it could be mm-hmm. based on the, the, the thing, the person he has faith in, it's small. You know, my, my faith mm-hmm. in like this plastic table being able to hold a thousand pounds or whatever, like it's not like maybe, you know, but probably not. So like my, my faith in this table is not significant. Mm-hmm. Um, my faith in God can be significant because God is capable of like carrying that, that faith. Um, so that's, that, that I, I had not thought about that connection um, until you brought this up, Matt, but it, it seems like, you know, that he just is saying you have a certain amount of faith, but it can be so much more mm. if you allow it to grow. Wow, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Your so, faith can. So, Tim, on that, a little bit on that, um, is that I think one of the, what I wrote down for this is that usually when I'm, this is Jim, and this is not everybody, um, so I, we have made the disclaimer that, like, if you're having crippling anxiety and you need help, please go get help. Um, most of the time, I'm not just anxious about nothing, personally. Right. Like, it's there's usually a reason I'm anxious. Um, it, it usually, there is a cause of my anxiety. It's not just I, um, like, when I was out of work, I was anxious and I was waking up at 3 a.m. every day. And I couldn't go back to sleep because I was anxious about, Mm. like, it was, there was a reason behind my anxiety. And it's usually because there's a a bad situation and I don't see a way out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I I just don't see how this gets better. It just feels, I feel stuck. I feel like I can't get, dig myself out of whatever hole I happen happen to be in. Um, And I don't see a ladder to get out of the hole. Um, And so I think... When I combine this with the previous statements Jesus makes, it seems like he's trying to reframe the situation as looking at it, that instead of looking at circumstances and looking at how bad the situation is, he's trying to say, look, there's this, it, there's this external thing that can feel overwhelming, mm-hmm. um, but there's also a solution mm-hmm. to the feeling of the overwhelming, which is to have my faith grow right. and to grow in my faith. And that's not necessarily linear and that's not necessarily quick and it's not necessarily easy, 
But there is a way out of this. It may not be the way out I'm hoping. Mm -hmm. I Usually if I'm in a hole, I would like mm -hmm. a ladder because mm -hmm. I want to get out of the hole. Like, yeah. Throw me a rope so I can climb out. Mm -hmm. But Jesus is also saying, I won't, that's not necessarily how it works, but there is a way to get out of the situation, and that's for your faith to grow. And I think wow. on top of what you said, yeah, your your faith in Jesus can grow and, and can you can have more faith in him so that you can actually yeah. handle yeah. Mm -hmm. these stressful things and these anxiety-inducing things because they are real, and in these people's world, these anxiety-inducing things, uh, for the people that were struggling to eat, it's not like they're going to listen to this sermon and then all of a sudden, oh, hey, a bunch of food just landed on my table. <laughs> I mean, they, they weren't going away, and so Jesus gives them a path mm -hmm. to improve. Yes. To, to improve. Yeah, and I the, love that. This That is a great point. It reminds me of the your faith, which is more precious than gold, mm -hmm. it being refined. And mm -hmm. and this is, uh, this is so great that we can grow in our faith mm -hmm. and that it is God who, because it's God, is our, our, the object of our, our devotion. Uh, and, and this is um, a, a growth opportunity. Mm-hmm. Our mm -hmm. suffering. We talked about it before. The suffering. This none of what mm -hmm. Jesus is saying is suffering is going to avoid you now. Uh, like you're just going to walk through magically uh, life and nothing bad will ever happen to you. Uh, convert. Quite the contrary, actually. Uh, I, you know, I think in what does it say in Acts 14? It says uh, through many hardships will enter the kingdom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that it. You know, this this all reminds me of a couple of different passages that have like a shocking start and then a comforting end. One is uh, John sixteen thirty three. Uh huh. I think it's thirty three, where Jesus yes. says, "In this world, you will have trouble." And I'm like, "Great, I, I, I don't want to hear that." Mm -hmm. I thought I was coming into the church to avoid trouble. He says, "In this world, you will have trouble," but then he says. Take heart. I have overcome the world. And that the, the trouble, the alleviating the trouble comes from being with Jesus. And, and Paul goes a little bit further in, in Philippians chapter 4, in verse 6, he says, do not be anxious about anything. And I'm like, okay, uh -huh. that means I am perpetually... <laughs> <laughs> in disobedience of this scripture, because I'm almost always anxious about everything. But he says, do not be anxious about anything. But then he says, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, mm. present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. He doesn't say, will solve your problem. Huh. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will give you exactly what it is you feel like you lack. He says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And that to me is, the, is the, the scriptural sort of prescription for the kind of anxiety that we're talking about. Yeah. Because what I need is protection from, I love that it says protection from my heart and my mind, mm. protection that transcends all understanding. Yeah, I don't, I don't have to try to rationalize my situation and try to think, 
I am upset about this situation and it's directly related to this thing that I did wrong in my past, or it's directly related to this thing that is wrong with society, or it's directly related to, it transcends understanding. And he's going to guard my heart and my mind. My part of it is in those situations, prayer, petition with Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it, it's uh, prayer in and, itself, in and of itself is an acknowledgement, I need God. I'm, I'm turning to God. I'm not turning to myself. Right. And I think that's maybe a good uh, transition into the next scripture. But I love what we've been talking about here with mm. this, that Jesus is really highlighting here in his appeal to faith that uh, for us to see God for who he is. Yep. God is all powerful. He's loving. He delights in the details of our lives. Um, but so if we can just move on to the next verse, mm-hmm. then in verse 31, he begins with another therefore or so. Mm-hmm. It's a continuation of the argument begun in the previous verse. Jesus is tying together his examples now in a statement about God's provision for us. How does how does knowing God as our Heavenly Father, which is a reiteration of the framing also found in the Lord's Prayer, how does that help us not be anxious? How do, and Van, you were getting about the, you were just talking about prayer. How, how do we use prayer to battle anxiety and uh, also keeping in mind that that previous episode we had on the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. um, how does considering the pagans help us understand Jesus's argument here? So uh, one of the things I was thinking of uh, when you saw when we taught when you said knowing our heavenly Father is knowing the scriptures and knowing the text, mm-hmm. um, and I think. Whatever anxiety-inducing situation I happen to have, the better I know the story of God's people, the more I can relate that situation to the story of God's people. Um, Whether that's um, feeling like I'm constantly running around and I'm, you know, I think about Jacob, who he never really settled. He was always, through much of his own doing, Mm -hmm. uh, having to relocate and kind of pick up and start new and never really had a great opportunity to sit down and and be still and be uh, build roots mm-hmm. um, so you know when or just general like dysfunction mm-hmm. and, and and every single anxiety inducing situation I can see it in the scriptures and because I see it in the history of God's people it makes me less surprised by it and it makes me think that this is not I can pray through and go, instead of praying like, God, why is this happening? I can reframe in my prayers using the text Mm -hmm. to go, God, this Mm -hmm. is normal. This is part of living with you. I want to learn to handle this better. And instead of it being a prayer about, God, why is this happening? Why Mm -hmm. this shouldn't be happening? My prayer is, uh, God, how do I... How do I handle this in it with you in the right way? Mm-hmm. Because I should expect this. I love what you're saying there, Jim. Because it it, <laughs> it just remain it reminds me how grateful I am that there are so many mess ups in the Bible. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a mess up all the time, mm-hmm. and it, it's great to see how God deals with people. And mm-hmm. so to bring in the Scripture into your prayer life, I think that's a a really really great thing that we can do. Yeah, I think it's important too that, you know, it's interesting that Jesus mentions, you know, the pagans here. And 
Um, he talked about in the Lord's Prayer, you shouldn't just babble on. Mm. Like, I don't think he uses the word pagans there. I think he says Gentiles there. Um, but, you know, the, the world in which they live, the Greco-Roman world, the gods were just like really powerful dudes. They were just people. And they were capricious and they were sometimes nasty and vengeful for no reason. And um, so if you were praying to that type of God, then you do babble on. Mm. You, you say as many words as possible. Their concept of religion was to do as much as possible to appease as many of the gods as possible so that they will uh, throw you a bone every once in a while and not throw a spear at you. Mm. And so they had to be very frenetic in the way that they pursued their gods because there wasn't the assurance that God loves me. Mm. There was only the assurance that God is bigger and stronger than me. Mm. And for us, we have the assurance that God loves me, that God is a giver of good gifts to those that he loves. Yeah. And so we can find solace and we can find peace, as it said in Philippians, yeah. peace for our hearts and minds when we settle down enough to remember who our God is, to remember that God is our yeah. father, to remember that our master is over us and has our best interests and our best selves in his mind all the time. Yeah. And I think for this is a great point you're making, Ben. And I, I think for our hearers, you might be thinking, well, you know, I don't believe in the pantheon of gods. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, our culture is pretty atheistic. I think that I read a statistic uh, in the U.S. There are now it's crossed the threshold of over 50 percent of people don't believe in any God mm -hmm. and uh, don't go to church and all that. And, um, you know, the ones that do, I, I we, we could. Well, I'm not going to go do, there. We right could now. do a whole separate podcast <laughs> just on that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the the point is, what's the common denominator? If you don't believe in God or any gods or anything like that, you, it's still all on you. Just like mm -hmm. the the people back then. Oh, I gotta pray many words to. Yeah. Oh, did I pray to the right God for the certain mm -hmm. thing that about the harvest or about this right. thing? And oh, I forgot. And oh, it's my fault. Yeah. You know, this is all messed up. And it's so the pressure is still on you. Mm -hmm. And it, instead of no, no, God is all powerful and. Isn't it wonderful he loves us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I was thinking about the way you were describing it, Van. I love the way you described the gods of the Greco-Roman world because it's almost like they're like a wild card, like mm -hmm. that friend that some of you might have had and some of you might not have. It's like he could be either real, he or she could be either fantastic and great or they could just completely flip out and mm -hmm. you're like, okay, this isn't, I don't want to be around yeah. you anymore. Yep. Um, that that's sort of how those gods, when you read the story, seem. That's why they're fun mm -hmm. stories to read. Yeah. But that's thinking about it in the context of that's the gods of the Greco-Roman world. Mm -hmm. And if you know, this is mostly a Jewish audience. They didn't necessarily believe that, but I have a hard time believing they weren't at least mm -hmm. semi-aware of it. And so Jesus re reassuring them that. 
I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. The God you're with and the God you're choosing to serve in the first episode of this section, we talked about the God we're choosing to serve mm-hmm. is not that. Yeah, He loves you. You can trust that he loves you. He's not a wild card, mm-hmm. to use 21st century language. Mm-hmm. He's consistent. Yeah. He will not just on a whim decide, I don't like you anymore, and mm-hmm. throw a lightning bolt at you. Yeah. Well, in our world, it's maybe the equivalent to the, the pantheon of gods would be, okay, what do I need to make my life right? If I just get my health and nutrition right, I, so I'm going to focus on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I also need to focus on my career. And I need to make sure that my career is right in the right place and that I have. But I also have to focus on my family and make sure that everything in my family is okay and make sure that my marriage is good. But I also need to make sure I get my me time and I have to make sure that. I, and so those are those all become for us like a sort of pantheon of gods. Mm. And we don't know which one to pay attention to at wow. a time. We don't we don't know which one to pander to. Mm. It, it's so that we can make sure and then we and then oh we leave goodness. that one alone and we say okay, I'm going to focus on my career now. And then suddenly your children are going off on the deep end. Okay, I need to focus on my family now, but if I focus on my family, I can't get that promotion. Wow. And if I but if I don't get the promotion. If I don't take care of myself and get some me time and escape and get away, then I'm frenzied in my mind. And you just, but you're, you're, you're all out of whack. chasing after these things. <laughs> that's what that's what Jesus said. Mm. The, the 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 pagans chase after. Yeah. And it's always a chasing after. And with God, it's not a chasing after. With God, it's a sitting and understanding mm. that you don't have to chase it. He's given it to you. Wow, Van, you just hit on something pretty profound yeah. there with uh, comparing this to idolatry, because I think you're right. Uh, these are things mm-hmm. that we pursue, we desire, and you're right. When we when we give our attention to them, uh, we we get all out of whack, because, and our yeah. life goes out of control because it gets back to one of the fundamental things. We should not be sitting on that throne. It should right. be God. Yeah. Right. Wow. Wow. Uh, I think uh, I love what we've been covering here. Uh, I'm going to maybe start another question. We won't probably have time to get through all of it, but um, I'll just say one other thing here, which I think we've been hitting on with this question that we just asked, was about how I think what he's drawing out here with the the little faith statement, it, it, it's a continuation of that, that... Uh, really anxiety puts us on the same level as unbelievers because we are running around uh, chasing, like you said, Van, uh, these things that everyone in the world, everyone else in the world chases. We're not acting any different. And so our faith is not in God. And, uh, you know, the same things that, that make the, the world worry or even thrill the people in the world should not be the same things mm-hmm. that we do. And, um, I love that we can have that peace that transcends understanding. I love mm-hmm. the the Philippian scripture you shared. The other one I was thinking about was in First Peter five that we can cast all our anxieties on Him because right. He cares for us. Yeah. So <laughs> let's just do another question another time. So what we looked at here was how great God is, uh, how we can have faith in Him. Uh, 
that it is wonderful that we can because he is limitless. And because he is the source of our faith, uh, we can have real security. And our faith can grow because we are looking to a limitless God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we might have trouble in this world, but but we can overcome the world because Jesus has. We can spend time with him, the yeah. overcomer, and our troubles can be alleviated So I I love what we've been talking about here, bringing in scripture, praying, really going to God. This has been a great discussion. Thank you. Thanks, guys.